0: On the phone by the mayor of Champaign, Deb Finan. Deb, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, You are not up for election this cycle. There's also not a council meeting tonight. So I'm curious, how did you spend your day today?
1: Knocking on doors.
0: (laughs) For candidates (laughs) you've endorsed? Yes, of course. Uh Uh-huh. Well, um, for folks who are maybe not aware, we had Kenton Elmore on just a few minutes ago. He's a former council candidate. You, of course, served on the council and uh, current role as mayor. Uh, what is it like to go out and campaign in a race like this? This is a, a, an election where uh, the folks who are elected set the local policy, but it might not be a more popular election. Folks might not know what's going on. What's it like to kind of go out and knock on doors in, a, in an environment like that?
1: Well, I, I know that this will really shock you, given my profession, but I absolutely love it, and uh to me, it's really the best way to get a handle on what's going on in the community, what the needs are in neighborhoods, so the more door-knocking you do, the more conversations, you know, on the porch, or at this point, it's really socially distanced, so you're standing, you know, down the steps, and they're standing behind their screen door, but um, you know, talking to people about, you know, what they'd like uh, the city of Champaign to be like and, you know, what, what their neighborhood needs are is, is really uh, a, great, a great thing for anybody who's serving. And it's, uh, you know, really great for people who are getting ready to serve. So, you know, the more you campaign, actually, the better council member you end up being because you've had those conversations.
2: Mayor Finan, how different is it campaigning in this environment for the last year or so? We've talked about this is the, like the fourth election uh, since the pandemic started, basically, with the primary last year and then November and then the primary, just guess, a couple months ago and now today how different has campaigning been the last year or so just due to the fact that people don't want to interact? People come out of their front doors nearly as much or have too many conversations as like they would used to just to, just out of fear of of the virus. How more difficult has it made it to, to campaign?
1: Well, I will tell you in the fall when we were getting petition signatures and the virus was really peaking, um, it was really different. Um, we had, hand sanitizer. I I had a pack of pens and I was giving everybody their own pen and letting them just keep it. Um, I was setting, you know, the petitions on the porch and walking away and they would pick it up. Um, We were being incredibly careful, but um, the petition requirements were the same. So we, you know, Mm -hmm. had to meet those requirements. Um, And you'd still have conversations, but kind of further apart. Um, throughout the winter, you know, I mean, city elections are great. You get to campaign in January, right? Um, throughout Mm -hmm. the winter, it was kind of similar because people didn't want to stand, you know, necessarily at their door and hold it open when it was 10 degrees outside. So there weren't a whole (laughs) lot of really long conversations as the weather has gotten better. It's really been great. You know, we have more and more people vaccinated in our communities. So, You know, people are feeling more comfortable um, coming to the door and talking, but you can also stand on your porch and I can stand six feet or more away from you and have a conversation. And so really the last month and a half, two months has been really great. And I think people are just so happy to to see a neighbor and have someone to to talk to and they appreciate, um, you know, that we're out there asking them their opinion.
0: We're talking with Champagne Mayor Deb Finan on our election night coverage here on DWS. Aside from the election, there are a lot of uh, city matters keeping you busy. Uh, the pandemic probably is not uh, going to be moving from the top of the agenda anytime soon. Um, Just curious, I know uh, you guys are gearing up for uh, weather getting warmer and more people going out to downtown and making sure those businesses have what they need to operate. Maybe just kind of recap what kind of the outlook is there for when folks uh, start eating out on these patios again.
1: Yeah, so we're being cautiously optimistic. I'm in touch with Public Health and Julie Pride regularly, as well as Mayor Marlin and Urbana, because we've really tried... To coordinate across both cities whatever we're doing Um, and it it looks like we will have a much more open you know spring and summer than we were able to have last year but we do have the variants so you know people need to be really careful um, and make sure that they are doing all the things you talk about always washing their hands wearing their mask and Social distancing, um, and but you know we are going to continue what we did last year because our businesses still need that economic boost. So we will have expanded outdoor seating for businesses like we did over last year, so that because there's still a lot of people who aren't ready to go inside. Um, so we will have that. We are going to continue with expanded curbside pickup. And, you know, some of those other things downtown that made it easier for our businesses. Um, and, you know, the rules that were in place relating to delivery of food and delivery of alcohol will remain in place. Actually, council adopted that one as a permanent change because it was working so well. So, you know, we will continue to be in touch with our business. and. You know, they, they've they been really good about reaching out. We will probably have a license holder meeting, you know, in the next month or two to just make sure everybody's on the same page. But we're really hopeful that this summer is going to be um, a, a nice relief for everybody. <laughs>
0: The bars on Green Street are often a topic of conversation. People will post us uh, photos to social media about uh, lines on the sidewalk. Um, from what I have heard and what from you have said publicly, the activity and the enforcement inside the bars has been going okay. Um, but can you do anything about those lines on the sidewalk? Uh,
1: so let me first say the bars on campus were the, were- great partners. And I I know that people kind of shudder when I say that, but you know, those bar owners, um, they shut down several times over the course of the last year at my request because of potential parties and things going on with students. They, um, They also were shut down for a longer period of time as students came back in the summer when they would have been able to recoup some of their losses they were shut because the university asked for them to be closed so that they could stabilize the student population. So those um, those owners and most of them are local, really, you know, sacrifice their economics for the for the better health of our community. And I'm appreciative of that. Um, the interior of these bars has been. Um, You know, we have had people in there looking at that. They are doing what they're required to do. Um, And, you know, we've got officers out and public health has people out. The lines are more complicated because what's happening is the kids are getting in line even before the bars open. It's hard for the bars to be responsible for a line when they're not even open. But they're in line waiting. Um, The bars have tried to socially distance them. We've tried chalk marks on the sidewalk and you know, them being out telling people to spread out. They've also told people that if they don't have their mask on when they're in line, they're not getting in when their turn comes up. Um, So they continue to work on it and we continue to work with them. Um, You know, campus is a unique situation, but um, I am hopeful that our students are going to get vaccinated. I know that's the university's goal and that's going to make a big difference. And they're the students are all being tested regularly, too, and that's incredibly helpful.
0: It's worth noting as well that the mayor is also the liquor commissioner, so she uh, has an enforcement role in these activities. We're talking with Champagne Mayor Deb Finan on our election night coverage. Michael? Mayor,
2: as you as you deal with that issue, it's taken up a lot of your time over the last year. Uh, it's just been this... Just really a big to-do list and trying to keep you know those businesses going and operating and trying to find the best way to handle that. Uh, also, the, the council meetings of, of late uh, have been, or Bannon's dealt with this for some time, but just a little contentious, a little heated at times. Uh, what do you attribute that to? I, I think one of the things I brought up, to obviously it's the issues at time that get people a, a little fired up. but. One of the things I've talked about tonight and, and, and others have mentioned is that there just isn't the interaction that you as mayor or the city council members have had been able to have with community members, whether it be community events, whether it just be you randomly seeing someone at the store or the park or what have you, or a community member is interacting with council members right after a council meeting that's been lost for a year. Do you think that's played a role because people just have not had access to you guys in the ways that they were used to prior to the pandemic?
1: I am sure that that's part of it, and I think that's an astute observation. Um, I know that we have, you know, I've done Zoom meetings and phone calls with people, but it's different and it has to be much more scheduled. Um, I would also say, though, there is something very different about coming in person and addressing the council and that give and take that we have and the ability to talk before and or after a meeting. Um, that changes that dynamic and it's um, it's really odd because on zoom we just have a voice we can't even see the person who's addressing us and I think and I haven't done it from their side but I think the way that they come into the meeting is a little bit odd too so I'm not sure that they're getting a full picture of council reactions and there's a little bit of a delay Um, you know, I think some people are watching it on TV while they're on Zoom talking to us. So it's just kind of stilted and awkward. Um, I am grateful that the technology has been available to us and we've been able to continue to interact with the public. I think that's incredibly important and, you know, something as we crafted our rules on how to do this, that council was really felt like we needed to do, but it's, it's, not the same as being in person for sure
2: yeah that 's not something i, I hadn 't even thought of the fact that they you you can 't see them you know and, and they probably can 't see you unless they 're watching it on their television there at home that's that 's an interesting dynamic which just adds another wrinkle to to the issues uh, at, at hand here. do you I, I think a positive from this though yeah. is that you 've seen more people interacting because it is easier to just hop on the zoom call a, a, and comment. And obviously that could have some negative connotations as well, but the fact, do you see it as a positive that now we've gone through this pandemic in terms of now there's this different way for people who may not have otherwise come to a meeting prior to the pandemic and now still interact with you guys?
1: You know, it's interesting. I don't, I, I mean, it's hard for me to tell. Um, but I, I think most of the people who've been on are people who would come to yeah. meetings or who have come to meetings. Um, and I, I do think that, um, it, I, you know, I, I, I think it's positive that we've been able to continue to have public input. Um, we started with just, like, reading written public comment, and we had one council member who just read public comment out loud for an hour. And that was a nightmare. <laughs> I'd much <laughs> rather hear it from from people, you know, and hear hear their inflection and tone, and 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 hear their passion. Um, and so I'm glad we were able to accommodate it. But you know, I'm sure you are aware there have been some Zoom meetings hijacked by um, oh. crazy shenanigans when video is on. That's not to say that any of our people would do that. it's just that we couldn't risk that there were a zoom bomber in the beginning it was really bad, so you know we we just couldn't allow for video but i you know I think it's it's it has it has worked, but it it um everybody will welcome the opportunity to be face to face and talk to each other. We're looking forward to
0: that. Just a few more minutes left with Champagne Mayor Deb Finan on our election night coverage here on DWS. A recent issue before the council mayor was how to honor the Black Lives Matter movement. It started with the idea that other cities have adopted to paint those letters on a street, and then it morphed uh, and, you know, a little bit of, Contentiousness along the way, but it morphed into the current signs, Black Lives Matter honorary street signs that are up in downtown Champaign. Uh, I assume that that is an issue that's uh, probably going to come up in the future in some form, not only how to honor the movement, but how to support the local black community?
1: Uh, It has come up and I think will continue to come up without a doubt. And as we, you know, the city is going to be the recipient of about $21 million over the course of the next years Um, we have not seen the restrictions from the federal government on how that money can be spent yet but it provides an opportunity to do you know unique things that the city might not have been able to do um, when we were originally talking about those issues so you know as we move forward with whoever our new council is um, those will be the kinds of discussions we'll be having
0: And as uh, the mayor alluded to, uh, possibly, well, as I look here, there are two incumbents running, Clarissa and Greg Stock. And then in uh, District 3, Angie Bricks is not running. So we're going to have at least one new face uh, on the council after tonight. Uh, Mayor, we appreciate your time and uh, we'll let you go. We know you're a busy uh, elected official, so we appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks for the
1: coverage. We wouldn't
0: (laughs) we appreciate your ultra local coverage and
1: everybody's listening.
0: Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Champagne Mayor Deb Finan joining us on our election night coverage. Seven twenty eight seventy two degrees.